It's good to be in the house of the Lord. It is good to see all of you uh, here this morning. And, uh, you know, God is good, isn't he? And you think about the truths you sang about this morning. Uh, wonderful truths that we sang, you know, just in the first, God is good. And just think of that. And so this morning, you know, I just want us to think about, well, the title of my message is Supernatural Power. Supernatural Power. A lot of times when we think of supernatural, um, we think of maybe a cartoon character. He has this superpower, you know, or, or, or someone, you know, like that. But do we remember or do we realize the power of God? You know, and in, in, in this time that we're in with COVID-19 and all the concerns and with school starting back and, and, and so much hitting us. I mean, you can't turn on the news and not get confronted or what the death toll is or, or what this is and what that is. But we should never, never forget about the power of our God. You know, and, and this morning, I, I just wanted to focus on that. Um, you know, when we think of the ministry of Christ, his ministry was a miracle ministry. You think of those three years. You think of those years that he was in his active ministry and how it was a miracle. And for us to remember, why did Jesus come? Jesus came to destroy sin and the devil. And so we, we see this and we need to be reminded that time after time as Jesus was here on earth, he had to, and, 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 and the, you know, we had humans involved, but, but to destroy or to put down evil. But Jesus also came to, to overcome sin and sickness. And, and, and I want us to see today that we're not here all alone. We're not here by ourselves. We're, we're not here defenseless. Because just like you sang a moment ago, those different songs, we were singing and praising God for the power that he has promised to give us. Now, that is not something that's going to happen when we die. He's, he's ready to give it to us now. He wants us to live an abundant life. And so if you have your Bibles this morning, I want you to turn to the book of Acts. As we continue our study in the book of Acts, go to chapter 9. Go down to verse 32. We're going to read about two stories that describes and shows people the power of God. I want us to see this morning that the power of God is not something just for the New Testament and just for the Old Testament. But the power of God is still and is available to us today. Now, in, in Acts chapter 9, and you'll see it on the screen, beginning with chapter 9, verse 32, it says, And Peter was traveling from place to place, and he also came down to the saints who lived in Lydia. There he found a man named Aeneas, who was paralyzed and had been bedridden for eight years. Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and make your bed. And immediately he got up. So all who lived in Lydia and Sharon saw him 
and turned to the Lord. In Joppa, there was a disciple named Tabitha, which translated Dorcas. She was always doing good works and acts of charity. About that time, she became sick and died, and and after washing her, they placed her in a room upstairs. Since Lydia was near Joppa and the disciples heard that Peter was there, they sent two men to him to urge him, don't delay in coming with us. Peter got up and went with them, and when he arrived, he let... They led him to the room upstairs, and after all the widows approached him, weeping and showing him the robes and the cloths that Dorcas had made while she was with them. Peter then sent them all out of the room. He knelt down, he prayed, and turned towards the body and said, Tabitha, get up. And she opened her eyes, saw Peter, and sat up. He gave her his hand and helped her stand up. And he called the saints and the widows and presented her alive. This became known throughout Joppa and many believed in the Lord. Peter stayed for some time in Joppa with with Simon, a leather tanner. What we find in this story is two wonderful miracles. But also what we find in this story is that we have Peter. Peter at this time in his ministry was going from village to village. He didn't stay in one place. But notice something with me. The two places he went were not far from Jerusalem. But Jerusalem was changing. The attitude in Jerusalem was changing. People were changing. And also the gospel was spreading because people were moving out. Now, we find in Lydia, the the first place, it wasn't that far. But it was, you know, you might say a suburb. Or just like today, people who have lived in big cities, and I'm just going to use this as an example, as Miami. People say, man, I am ready to get out of this big city. It's just too much. I want to get into a smaller or into a slower pace. (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) A slower pace of life. And so people move. Well, we find that some of the early Christians moved from Jerusalem to Lydia. And there they were worshiping. And Peter went to preach to them. Well, he came along one man. He came along a man, Aeneas, who had been paralyzed for eight years. He had been paralyzed, and Peter went to him in the name of Jesus Christ and told him to get up, and guess what? He got up, and a great miracle took place, and people were astonished. Now, wouldn't we love for that to happen today? I mean... I mean, to see that actually, you know, someone that comes to church every week and they're crippled and you just, and you're healed. Now, I definitely believe Jesus is still in the healing business. Okay? I I believe that. I believe that. All right? But this type of healing in the sense, we, we don't see it. Okay? Not saying it can't happen. We just don't see that as much. But Peter was doing it, what, by himself? No. Peter was allowing the Spirit of God to fill him to the point that Peter was doing this in the name of Jesus Christ. 
We need to see the power that is it still in the Lord. A couple of scriptures I want you to think about or just jot down for later uh, is John 3.18. John 3.18. In John 3.18, got it up on the screen, it says, Anyone who believes in him is not condemned, but anyone who does not believe is already condemned because he is not he has not believed in the name of the one and only Son of God. Now, leave that up for just a moment. Are we believing in the Son of God? Is it worth believing in the Son of God? Amen. It, it is to believe in the Son of God. And if we believe in the Son of God, it says anyone who believes in him is not condemned. So this morning, we will know whether we're condemned or not because are we believing in the Son of God or we're not? In our world, it's crazy out there. It's unbelievable. Some of the thoughts, some of the sayings, some of the things that are happening today. But let's not forget or let's not let the evening news get us to the point that we forget about the Son of God. The Son of God is still there. The Son of God is powerful. The Son of God is is moving. The Son of God gives us hope. And so this morning, we need to be reminded of that. Another scripture is in 2 Corinthians 5.17. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says there, If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. And see, the new has come. Guys, when Christ comes into our lives, we are a new creation. I think in the first service I called us a new creature, but uh, uh, a new creation. We are something new. The old has passed away and something new has come about. This morning, I, I want us to see the promises. The promises and the wonders of our Lord Jesus Christ. I know if I gave each of you a piece of paper this morning and asked you to describe Jesus in your life. Now, at first, it may be a little hard to get started. But some of you might even say, Brother Frank, I need another page. When we start describing Jesus and what he is doing and what he has done, let's not limit the power that comes from God. Peter could have said, well, this man's been sick for eight years. Forget it. I don't know about you, but I'm glad God hasn't forgotten us. Maybe we've been sick, not with palsy in this case. Maybe we've been sick with other sins. And God said, well, they've been in that for too long now. No. The power of God, when we allow it to be set free, great things can take place. And so we see the power, and Peter uses that. And this man who was sick is set free. He was healed. He was told to to rise up, and he did. Guys, do we realize... And I know we do, but I think we forget, because I do too. I think we forget the miracle of salvation. The miracle of salvation. Guys, it is a miracle 
We think, oh, well, that's what God does. Well, it's still a miracle. Last week, we had the privilege of baptizing one of our children that made a decision during Bible school. Uh, guys, anytime someone gets saved, that is a miracle of God. That's something to get excited about. That's something to, to you know, I... I know some of you this week were getting excited when you saw your football team schedule for the year being published. Let's get excited about souls as well. And so we find that taking place. But then there's another miracle getting ready to take place. And another town that this time about 30 miles north of Jerusalem was another place. And a dear lady. A lady who used her talent. She sewed. I can think of several ladies like that. She sewed. She made garments for people. She, she, she did that because she, she, she loved them. And her name, Tabitha or Dorcas, depending on uh, Greek or, or, or what uh, language you're using. Uh, but we find that Dorcas became ill. And still at that time, you know, and even today, people die. People die. But again, they thought about, well, hey, Peter's over here. Let's go get Peter. And Peter again. Did Peter do this? No. The power of God. The power of God. And Peter asked everyone to leave. And Peter prayed for her. Now, again, I would have loved to have been in that room. <laughs> what you Preston? I would have loved to have been in that room. Now, I know you're going to say, well, preacher, that doesn't happen anymore. But you know what? It still happens. Let's not forget about the power of God and what it can do. You know, one of the things that frustrates me, and I know, I know many of you have things that, that frustrate you too, and maybe I, you know, but through this COVID-19 situation, um, People have become ill. Some have died. But also there are stories where the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ has walked into families, changed the family's outlook. They were, at one point, had no hope in their future. And now because Jesus has come into their life and to their family, they have an awesome there's people who have been healed by the power of Jesus. They, they're, 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 there is, again, but we don't hear that. And because we don't hear it, we think it's not going on. Let's not forget what the power of Jesus can do and is doing. And so what we find in this is that when God moves like this, and let me tell you, can you imagine if you were in that group this lady who had did this for all these people had died. You knew she had died. I mean, they had her in the room. They had already washed her. She had been washed. She had had her funeral clothes on. They were getting ready to have the wake, as we would say in South Louisiana. And then Peter came and said, and, and what did they do with Peter? They said, Peter, let us show you all the wonderful things she had made. And then Peter said, well, if you'll give me the room for a minute. And he prayed. Now, if he were in that outer room waiting for Peter to come out, and here comes Peter with this lady around his arms, can you imagine what your reaction would be? 
If it, I can't believe it. I can't, I can't believe it. But you know, because of the power of God, this woman arose. And because of the power of God, people were convicted of their sins. Scripture said that. They were convicted. You see, when the power of God moves, whew, you could say, hey, it rubs me wrong. Well, it should. In the sense that maybe we need convicting. Maybe we need to be convicting of what we're doing is something that we shouldn't be doing. It, it, maybe what we're doing is, is against God's will. And he is saying, mm-hmm, I told you. You know, so, so we need to see that the power of God can convict us, but it, it also can convince us. It can convince us to the need to give up sin, to give up things. You know, as I've been going through this with myself and also one of the other things I fight is my diabetes and uh, Yesterday morning, I fixed some breakfast, and one of the things I like, and then as I fixed it and was eating it, my wife was telling me it's not good for diabetics. Uh, but a good southern boy as I am, you give me some grits, and I'm happy, right? Uh, amen. But then she said, Frank, do you know that grits, it's not a good thing for people that are diabetic." And I said, yeah, probably that pasta that I love is not good, right, ladies, you know, you know, but, but I say that, you know, sometimes even in our life, our bodies change. What's going to convince us to change? Let me tell you something, Jesus, you know, when the song that Tara sung this morning, you know, when, when you think his eye is on a sparrow. You know, when you, when you think, and, and, and maybe, maybe you were, wasn't brought up in that song, but some of us here were brought up in that song. That touches you. That, I mean, that touches you. The other one she sings that touches me, it is, well, it is well with my soul. That touches us. We need to see that the Spirit of God, the power of God, if we allow it, will convince us get rid of that sin. But then the power of God wants to convert us to that being. Remember we talked about that new creation in Christ. He wants to convert us into that new creature. And so when we think about the power of God, sometimes maybe it's because, well, we know if that power of God gets going, maybe it's it's going to change me. Well, maybe we need to be changed. But we should never forget about what God can do. And let's not forget what God is doing in our fellowship, within our community, and even in our country. You see, God gives his power to man for his purpose. God gives us that power. But let's not say, well, you know, it's, it's the same old thing. It's, it, it's nothing. Let me tell you, God's power is nothing. You know that. I know that. The power of God. You ever had someone tell you, I'm praying about that? 
Now, you know, I know we've even made jokes sometimes. Oh, yeah, we're praying, we're praying. Um, but, you know, there, there are some people in my lifetime, when I hear them say they're praying, well, let me tell you, they're praying. And it's not just, uh, I mean, it, it's serious to them. It is serious to them. They're praying. Guys, I, I want us to see that God will give us the power we need. For the purpose, for the things that are out there. But let's make sure, are we calling on him for that power? So that we could be a light in this community. Let's not forget about the power of God. Let's pray. Mr. Christian 75, Lord, I thank you for your word. And I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity Lord, may we never forget about the supernatural power that you provide. Lord, we are gracious. Lord, we are thankful. And so, Lord, today, we just ask you would continue. And, Lord, that we would not forget to ask for that. Lord, we ask this in your son's name. Amen.